This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All right, this is how it works nowadays. This is how the current climate, the culture uh, in this culture, this is how it works. You get a text uh, from somebody. Um, yesterday, I got I got a couple. I got one from uh, Tom Shattuck here. I got one from uh, from Kirk Minahan. And it's the audio from uh, the WEEI call of the Red Sox-Yankees game. And this text uh, includes a tweet from someone named Grant Merrick, who is the editor-in-chief, I believe, of the... Uh, San Francisco Chronicle, and he tweets it out and makes it look uh, like uh, Sean McDonough has got trouble. He's got trouble. He says, uh, the Red Sox-Yankee game broadcaster, Sean McDonough, appears to mock Giants president of baseball operations name, Baran Zaid. And I see it, and I go, uh-oh, McDonough, finally, you know, McDonough's yeah, he's he's can be a little edgy, a little outspoken. He speaks his mind sometimes. He's a little, uh, he, 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 he tries to be funny. He can be funny. And I said, uh-oh, he's, Sean stepped in it. He made fun of a Muslim American's name. So I immediately think, uh, we got a big story. We got a big scandal. We got the latest, uh, you know, whatever, canceled guy. We got uh, Mike Milbury or, or Chris Harrison or soon-to-be Sage Steele. We got a guy basically... Just making a little quip, not really offending anybody, but that, as we know, doesn't matter. It depends. Can you scare up a mob, harass his employer, who in this case is WEEI, which means you don't need to apply a whole lot of pressure. All you need to do is uh, scare him a little bit, and they would throw Sean McDonough out with the trash. So I was thinking it doesn't take much in this case if you're Sean McDonough, to get to really step in it because then, you know, the company you work for is not going to have your back. It's, it's not like they're going to go to bat for him. They're going to apologize, uh, you know, whatever, send him a sensitivity training or just get rid of him. And then I listen to it and I say, even, even today, even by today's standards where, you know, you're Sage Steele and you say literally nothing, or, or Mike Milbury is a better example, just say nothing offensive, absolutely nothing, but certain people don't like you, so they pressure your boss, and your boss just throws you to the wolves. Uh, as we all know, Entercom will throw anyone to the wolves in a heartbeat to, to save, you know, what save face, to, say, to, 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 to avoid any hassle in 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 public you sound like you're speaking from experience jerry Have you ever i've, I've heard i've heard that's the way they do things uh get a couple of activists and and by the way you got to hit the right nerves you know you got to hit the right to uh, offend the right people and he's mocking a muslim american um general manager of the san francisco giants not mocking him mocking his name so you tell me i don't even know the answer to this guys it just happened it just broke like last night, early, you know, six, five o'clock, six o'clock last night. And I'm thinking it's going to take, as it always does, a mob, a Twitter mob. It's going to take this guy, the editor-in-chief from the San Francisco uh, Chronicle. Uh, or it's called San Francisco Gate. I think yeah, it's the uh, online version. Um, but uh, will he be able to get the right people uh, to feign outrage, because nobody's really outraged, to pretend they're offended. And I'm still not sure the answer, but I will. And I, sir, I'm, I'm, he's, he used to be a friend of mine. He's not anymore. I don't care if, if Sean uh, uh, McDonough is left twisting in the wind by Entercom at all. Um, but, it, and, and I don't, I don't want to defend him, but I'm going to defend him because we'll play it. 
and you tell me, is there enough here? Have you heard this yet, Turtle Boy? Uh, I think I heard it briefly. Okay, well, it's, 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 you, you tell me, even by today's standards, and we know, if you offend the right people, it doesn't matter if they're faking it. It doesn't matter if you actually said something offensive. They're going to come after you, and, they, and if it's a special interest group, like a Muslim American, like CARE or something like that, they're not offended, obviously, but they, you know the pressure. They know how to uh, uh, put pressure on corporations, on people, on CEOs, and we know the people in this case will buckle in an instant. So I wonder if anything will come of this. But let's listen, and you tell me if they could even make something of Is there anything here that they can make something of and really go after uh, 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 Entercom? And put the pressure on, and maybe make it uh, make it make life difficult for McDonough. But let's listen. By the Red Sox, 92 wins. Tell me who saw San Francisco's 107 wins coming? Maybe nobody outside of Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler, and they just did an unbelievable job. And who knows? Maybe we can have a, a World Series reunion. Their GM's name is High Anxiety. <laughs> so here's the pitch to Kike. Foul back our way. Farhan Zaidi. Oh. So that that I believe that's it. I believe that's it. Yeah, I think that's that's all. <laughs> Who is that offensive to? What a Muslim Americans? Are you kidding me? You high said Farhan. But high is a Vietnamese name. Uh, well, Vietnamese the guy's name is what is it? Farhan Zaidi. Yeah, he's the right. only. I think the first Muslim American uh, baseball executive or first Muslim American um, uh, in the front office running a club. Is he's the he's the president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi. And Sean McDonough jokes that um, uh, his name is High Anxiety. Now tell me why, how that could possibly be offensive. Just if your name sounds like something and you think it's it, remotely, it, you know, funny. You do, yeah, but if you do it for an Asian name, you're going to get That's you're a good point. That, 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 the, like, I could understand if the guy was Asian. I would still not think it's offensive, but whatever. At least that would, that would make sense. That doesn't even make sense when it comes to offensiveness. But it's Who's a good offensive? point. Um, a, a rare valid point by Carano. Think of that. You, if it's an Asian name and it's, uh, you know, that that that, that famous uh, prank where Asian they got the newsreader to read all the uh, the yes. names of the people in the plane crash, it's one of the funniest things in history where they set that newsreader up and, she, she, and she's like, Fook, you uh, also hurt in the plane crash was, uh, you know, whatever, scratch my ass and they're all playing off Asian names. It's It's priceless. But you can't do that. It's you can't like you can't mimic the accent of an Asian person, or your life will be destroyed. You can mimic the accent of a you know French person, or German, or Irish, or Southern. But if you imitate the accent of an Asian person, your career you is in trouble. Over. Right? You're exactly right. You can do the Southern accent every day, or you do the Italian accent whenever you, can do, you want. You can do the Southern and make them seem stupid, Absolutely. and ignorant, yep. and racist, and that's yep. cool. You're just you know being. Jeff Foxworthy, that's all. But if you do an Asian, as we know from experience, from, you know, our, our old friend Christian Fourier, <laughs> you know, they, they tried to destroy his life. And Entercom, of course, didn't have his back, forced him to fly all over the country doing sensitivity training because he made a joke that didn't offend anybody, but they pretended it did. So I'm wondering today, and it will be kind of comical if they do try to make a big deal out of this. Again, you're dealing with the San Francisco newspaper or news organization trust me they don't have any they don't care if things are actually offensive they're looking to 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 cancel people uh, you know who uh who they don't like and i don't know if they 
I mean, if if they know uh, McDonald's politics or McDonald's history or anything, that they don't, it might not matter. He's a Boston guy, you know. They're a San Francisco guy. I'd be curious to see if they do come after him because at some point, don't people have to stand up and say he didn't do anything? I mean, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. that the Sage Steel thing is a is a just, thing. Just uh, to review, what what's cancelable in San Francisco is right. calling someone high anxiety. That's cancelable. What's not cancelable in in San Francisco is getting rid of the governor because you're when you're out to brunch, a guy is taking a dump five feet away from you, <laughs> or getting rid of the mayor who literally broke her own mask mandate because she was feeling the vibe or what, what oh, was she it? Spirit, uh, yeah. She was feeling that's the spirit. spirit. That, that's not cancelable. No, but no. this is just in San Francisco. Just I, so we're clear. I, I, right. I hope I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping it is. And I, they won't fire him. I mean, he obviously didn't do anything offensive, but he'll just make. It'll just highlight the absurdity of it all, that people are pretending. It's just so fake that anybody anywhere cares about a, a, a dumb joke that's not even funny. It's just kind of stupid. But, I mean, Carano's right. If that's an Asian or a Korean or whatever, Japanese, Chinese, uh, he's fired. You're he's, done. He's already fired today, which I, is a little weird. I always think, what's the difference? I mean, uh, I guess people say, oh, but they're marginalized communities. Not really. I mean, are Asian Americans or Muslim Americans really marginalized? I don't. No, they're doing. They're uh, doing the better. Asian, right? They're doing doing the marginalizing. That's why they have to be kept out of Ivy League schools. Right. With affirmative action programs. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to keep them out. They don't want to go above, you know, fifty percent or sixty percent Asian, and they would if everything was judged on merit. All the top schools would. Uh, because they, they, you know, as a rule, they just work harder. I mean, they might be smarter, but they work harder. I always tell the story, picking my daughter up at a, she went to a real good private high school, and I'd pick her up at the library on Saturday night, like at seven, and it would be packed. And every oh. kid in there would be Irish, uh, Irish, Asian. <laughs> no Irish kids in there. They're all drinking somewhere. Everyone in there sure, be Asian. I they just work harder. The, I was in all the nerd classes in high school. I was in advanced placement classes. Like, I was the only white kid. Everyone was Asian. I was in the Asian club in my high school yearbook. This is not a lie. I'll show you the picture sometime. I was well embraced club. by it, but it's, I mean, it's a pretty good stereotype, no? Like, you're good in school. There are worse stereotypes out there. Yes, and I mean, it's not, you, you could say they're smarter, and I don't know if it's, obviously, they do better on SATs, which is why schools like Harvard have to weigh them and and, and deny and uh, Asians entrance even when they qualify. But they also just work harder. And I, I, don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, these are high school kids. We're talking 15, 16-year-old kids on Saturday night in the, in the library till midnight. There's, they're, you know, they're, they're, the Tiger Mom thing is real. They work harder. They get pushed harder. They have higher expectations and standards. Um, they're not my, marginalized by any means. But you know what? Um, Muslim, I don't even know where uh, Farhan Saidi is from. If he's celebrated as the first Muslim American, you can't make fun of him at, at any level. I mean, that's that's definitely crossing the line. I I think he'll be forced to apologize, and I don't think he gets sensitivity training. Although you know, Entercom loves to send people to sensitivity training, as if that ever works. <laughs> it didn't work on you. <laughs> uh, no, no, which time? Let me think. No, I mean, I would have. You guys should have done. I, I would have loved the live recap the next day of exact. Everybody wanted to know what happened at that sensitivity training, Jerry. Well, the one, uh, the one when I went to was where we had to get lectured by uh, trans activists. There was a couple trans activists. There was a, a, an actual guy who transitioned a woman transitioned to a guy. 
And then the mother of a young uh trans child sat there and we got along fine it was it was fine we had to sit there and listen to whatever stories and uh for i don't know a couple hours but i mean you don't walk out of there with with your life views changed i mean you just sit there and look at the clock and say when can i finish it's like doing a detention in high school you don't actually uh, you know, get more sensitive because you don't feel, I don't feel like we were insensitive to begin. Well, you can't with. legislate and someone's heart. They got to come right. to uh, a realization on their own. That's just, it's Tell not the way it works. Imagine the reverse just for a moment. Like, let's say you say something in favor of illegal immigration, right? You're like, we should have amnesty or something like that. Should you have to go to sensitivity training and sit down with the mother of a woman killed by an illegal immigrant? Would That's that, a good point. That sounds like the same thing. I know, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it just to uh, apply it to this situation where you have trans activists, and we got into. Did we ever get an update? On, I forgot to ask you on the Sonic manager. We talked about it I yesterday. I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't either, and uh, I tweeted out that if they fire him, we're going to start. We're going to join the boycott because it'll go nationwide boycott of Sonic, and if they don't, we're going to have a company a show outing at Sonic. And, and by the way, you guys yesterday, no offense. But you're 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 you kept referring to him as her, and I think that's part of the problem. You guys are giving See, in these little things in the culture. That's a, like a a year ago. That was a full fledged dude. Well, I call you Turtle Boy. Your name's not Turtle Boy, but I call you Turtle Boy if if she wants to be called a her. I, I, will, I will explain to you my. But take that's a, wrong. It's not a her. It's but, a he. But you're not a Turtle but, Boy but, either. But I will. I will give you that's my a nickname. That's different. Stop it. That's a horrible. I, I will no, give you my take on this, Turtle Boy. I hear you, and I mean you. You do have to indulge them at a certain level. I think fighting over a pronoun, you get caught up in the wrong thing. I mean, call yourself whatever you want. You can change your name. You can change your pronouns. You can't um, bully the manager of a Sonic because he didn't know what to And by the way, he didn't call you the wrong name. He, he, asked. he asked you yeah. what you'd like to he be right called. Thing. This woman, this person, whatever you want to call her, uh, uh, Turtle Boy, is a bully and a really horrible person, and we're waiting. The jury's out. We're going to wait to see what Sonic does. If Sonic, and, and they're messing with the wrong people, because you think the Sonic uh, customer, the average Sonic customer is going to side with the trans activists who went there for the express purpose of bullying somebody that day, and her credit card had a male name on it, and she had a male's voice, and the guy in the drive-thru assumed it was a male, and then the manager said, what do you want me to call you? And she said, what shit, what do you think I am? What do you think I am? And the guy told the honest truth. You got a man's voice. Yeah, you know, you're obviously, uh, you know, were a man. And he said, I don't know, sir. And then she's, she does, she, by the way, she doesn't want him fired. She wants him sent to sensitivity training. Oh, of course. But yeah. see, yeah, one, you, of, you, not, one of his friends will teach, no doubt about if you it. Get, right, that's a good point. If you get caught up in pronouns, I think you missed the bigger picture. Well, You're allowed to do that Jerry, stuff. that <clears throat> fight was about pronouns. The whole fight was about pronouns, and you gave him exactly what he wanted by calling him her. I, uh, I don't give in to the enemy. This is the problem with conservatives. We give them, oh, that's not worth fighting that battle. You know when liberals say that? Never. They've you, never, got, ever, ever seen a battle that they're not willing to fight. That is true. Don't make it right. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. No, of course they do. This is war. I mean, this is war. This, this is, is not war. See, if you get caught up in pronouns, you miss the big picture <laughs> where uh, a trans uh, women are beating up girls in track or beating girls, bullying girls in track or bullying girls in, in basketball or weightlifting. You know, call yourself whatever you want. That's victimless. Do what you, But you can't uh, you, uh, you turn and uh, because of your advantage beat up on girls and ruin girls sports 
it, you get caught up on pronouns, you miss the real picture, the real uh, cultural battle, which is, in this case, would be saving girls sports or defending, you know, a hardworking manager at Sonic. And I kept waiting for, you know, the... Uh, you know the usual suspects to chime in on this on Twitter on on you know on in, in on social media and take the side of the trans bully against the the the, the poor manager of Sonic who just wanted to placate this this asshole customer just do you know what do you want me to call you here's your food probably would have given it the food for free but she went out there looking. You know, she was out it there seemed it. hunting. Yeah, she looked like she was looking for hunting a fight. And no it. one likes a bully. So I think, I mm. hope, I have I have hope in humanity that they... That he already won. Of calling her opinion. she. He got no, what he no, wanted. No, 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 no. He wanted to be called that, she. That, uh, and you're doing it. So he won. Uh, and do you, do you think anybody, do you think anybody sees things her way, his way, whatever you want to call the... What was her name? Eden? Eden. Eden was the new name. The old name is some male name on the credit card. But the new name is Eden. Do you think Eden won the day? Because I don't. I mean, I think she overplayed her no, hand. she looked terrible. She looked like a bully. Right. And and by the way, doesn't she, matter. she put the doesn't camera. Matter if she looked, she looked like a doesn't bully. Doesn't matter. You're calling did, her she. Okay. He won. He won. If she doesn't he get won. the manager fired, Turtle Boy, or sent to set city training, she didn't win. Exactly. Uh, maybe she got a free cheeseburger. We don't know, do we? This isn't we, about I don't know what manager, Jerry. This isn't about the manager. It's getting people like you to comply. That's exactly okay. what this is about. Oh, so Doing it's being nice you're, you're making my point. The, the you're making my matter. Right. You're making my point. You can cut up in the pronoun. What if what if she changes her name? What her name before was Russell and now it's Eden. That's okay. To, you okay. can you can change your name to whatever you want, but you cannot change your gender. That's not a thing. Okay. And until yeah. as long as we accept this premise as conservatives, we're just going to keep giving up everything in the culture war. Because that, no, you can't do that. I it's don't impossible. think we gave up in this case. Is my whole point. I think this backfired. I think she, he, whatever you want to call it, Eden. I think Eden overplayed her hand and it backfired. That's my take. But we're gonna still follow the story and see if Sonic fires him because I don't think they understand the backlash that is coming. I really don't. I think uh, uh, there is no defending the trans activist. But you know what, Carano? There rarely is. I mean, usually in these cases. The person, you know, like there's a famous video in the store when there's a transgender guy, a woman who used to be a guy and he's big and he's strong and he's yelling at the, the clerk for not, calling, for not calling him ma'am. Same thing. I think the person called him, sir, I'm a ma'am, I'm a ma'am, she's saying. And she's big and obviously, you know, used to be male, uh, identify as male, doesn't anymore. And the poor clerk is like, I don't know what to call you. Please, please leave me alone. People don't like bullies. You're right. They no, don't like bullies. They don't. And... And and I think most people would agree with me. You call yourself whatever you want. I'll, I'll call you whatever name. Make it up. You know. Uh, you know. We'll. T I'll tell you. You look pretty if it makes you feel good. You just don't get to push people around. You don't get to bully them. You certainly don't get to force the company to send them to you know re reeducation camp, which is what it is. And this poor guy. I mean, it used to be. And we talk about this. It's so in so many. This applies in so many uh, the stories of late, but. It used to be, you know, the media would defend the underdog, you know, and and this is a big thing with Tucker, and I and I agree with him, believe it or not, hundred percent, that the media used to um, hold the powerful accountable. You know, they used to comfort the inflicted and afflict the comfortable. That has been flipped on its head, and I don't know if it was again one of those Trump phenomenons, but the media, at least over the last five or six years, has. Its, rever its role has been reversed. The media now comforts the powerful, comforts yes. the, the comfortable, protects the state, you know, defends 
Fauci, and we'll get to that fraud again, defends the regime. In the, in the case of, and, and this is the reason Tucker went off, is in the case of the parents versus the school boards, and they're bringing the FBI in to, uh, you know, uh, monitor, which is insane. When you schools think about work it. for the parents. Schools work for the parents, and the parents are out there with one goal in mind to uh, look out for their children. Absolutely. This is the most natural thing in the world. And so they go there and berate some school boards because their school boards are insisting that, you know, six-year-olds learn about gender fluidity or a critical race theory. They don't want that. These are the parents. They want uh, their children to learn to read and write and do math. I don't like any of the social stuff. I don't like the sex ed, any of that in school I, at all. That's That should be a family. These these should all be family discussions. And, teach and, reading, and teach writing, and, teach math. Of teach course, history. right. And especially for young kids, yeah. like six, eight-year-olds, and they're going to learn about, you know, transgender, whatever, right? It, it's just madness. The parents know it. They're going there. I mean, not only do they, the school boards work for the parents, the parents vote them in. The yep. parents pay them yep. with their tax money. And, and think of the insanity of bringing in the federal government, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and, and labeling these people, these parents, concerned parents, domestic terrorists. Two things make this so friggin' insane is this, this radical Merrick Garland never called... No, BLM terrorists never called Antifa terrorists as they burned and looted and destroyed businesses and burnt police stations down and threw bricks at cops. Those were terrorists. The parents who stand up and say, you people are child abusers because you're making six-year-olds wear masks for seven hours a day. Those are terrorists, and we're going to use the Patriot Act to go after them. And the, um, the, the thing that Tucker was talking about was it used to be when something like this happened, the media would kind of reflexively defend the the underdog, the parent, upset, angry parent versus the Department of Justice, which is obviously an overreach. And now, he, and he played clips from CNN and MSNBC, now they defend the deep state. They defend the Department of Justice and go after the parent Who's just looking out for his child? And it's not even a federal. It shouldn't even be a federal think about purview. How crazy should, that is. It, like that's that's not what they should be paying attention to. And, and look, a local. Look, these look, are local issues. Just just work with the, the the ridiculous premise that you know the school board's lives feel threatened or their safety feels threatened by angry moms and dads. Think of this. So you got a school board meeting. It gets a little, you know, tense. The school. The parents say it's a father who's big and strong and scared. Stands up and starts yelling and pointing. What do you do first if you're, you know, there's a cop, say, on detail, or just a security guard on detail? He calls the local cop, right? Sure, yeah. Are you telling me the local cop can't handle that? Can't come in and de-escalate? Come on. Can't uh, come in and arrest the guy if that's what it requires. Well, if they're being you know violent, what? yeah. And, okay, say say they can't. Say it's, you know, Mayberry RFD. There's just, you know, one cop and he's not. What's the next thing you do? Call the state police. Sure. The state police comes in if it's really scary and, you know, the really, there's a couple of parents who are angry. I'm pretty sure every state has a state police too. I'm Am pretty I sure they do. Hell, they all have a national guard. Oh, Bring them go. in. Think of the leap you have to get to, and this should chill everyone to the bones, that, you're, that your attorney general and your president, well, not your president, but the people pulling the spring, strings, the vice president, you know, Susan Rice, Barack Obama, who's ever making the call, Dr. Jill, they want to circumvent local cops, state police, any local authority, go right to the federal government and not some, you know, bureaucrat at the Department of Education. They want to go to the FBI and use the Patriot Act 
to label parents domestic terrorists. How does that not scare everyone? I know. I know there are people out there that, you know, hate, uh, you know, that, that want to teach critical race theory, that love, you know, gender fluidity, stud fluidity studies and sex edge for six-year-olds and masking up everybody. But you really want the FB freaking I involved in this? It's just, and so they sat back and watched for, you know, six months as genuine domestic terrorists, Antifa scum, burned buildings, burned businesses. Took over parts took, of cities. Yeah, literally took over and declared them sovereign nations in the Chaz zone in, in Seattle where people were murdered. Those aren't terrorists. These are. The angry mom saying, I don't want my six-year-old to learn about, you know, gender, uh, gender fluidity. That's a terrorist. How's that not scary? Unnerving for everybody. The United States is the most powerful country on earth, and if they just point their eye at you, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. It's the scariest thing. And, and, and it's worse than ever now. I mean, oh, it way just worse feels like, in, Again, we've gone over this a lot, but they're doing everything they accused Trump of doing, which was all made up. You know, the, the, they're, they're, you know, weaponizing the DOJ. Oh, we're one step from fascism. That's the kind of stuff you heard, which was absurd because it was Trump versus the entire deep state. The entire swamp was against the guy in the White House. Now they're all on the same team, including big tech, you know, including uh, big media, academia. They're all on the same team, and they're targeting parents, parents who are, are concerned enough about their kids that they go to a meeting and say, I don't want my kids to learn this. These are parents, for the most part, who can't afford to send their kids to private school or homeschool. They got to go to work. And they're saying, wow, when did this happen? I mean, over the last couple of years? At least, in the, at least in the Soviet Union, they didn't have the tracking tools that, you know, they, they didn't have all the, the big data True. behind them where they could, they could really find it out. This is, this is like trajectory towards China for me. This is the, as the government gets I, more I, and more I powerful, mean, that's, that's how I feel I know about you're, it. you're a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I, I feel like you're onto something in this case, man. It is scary, and I, as I say all the time to Turtle Boy and Shattuck and these guys with little kids. I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm not that... I, I, I would lose my mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would go to those meetings just on the mask rule alone because you know, if you're paying any attention at all, you know there's absolutely no reason for children to wear masks. The U.S. has the strictest mask policies, mask policies when it comes to children yeah. in the whole world. In the whole world. You know, in Europe, they don't mask up children. Because there's no reason to. There's no reason to here. It's just about complying. It's about forcing this mandate on you to make you submit. And then they wonder, then they sit there and say, what next? What are we going to do next? They're getting off on this kind of control. And there's no end to it, man. When they're, you know, targeting, uh, you know, the military or, I don't know if you saw this, there's a police union, there's a sergeant, a sergeant's union in D.C., I mean, in uh, New York City. Mm. And they're known as the most conservative union. They're not, they don't support Biden. They raided their offices, the FBI, a couple of days ago. They raided the offices because they're the political enemy. If you are the political enemy of the, the regime, of the deep state, they're coming for you. And they know the media, for the most part, has their back. They know big tech, despite the charade of a hearing we saw earlier this week with the whistleblower, the only whistleblower in the world with a PR team. <laughs> And, and lawyers, and soon to have a book contract, and, and head of a new department. Uh, she wants to be wants to be the head of a new bureaucracy. And gee, what do you think this big fangirl of AOC? What do you think she's going to do when she's in the position to uh, 
regulate, to oversee big tech, to oversee the social media giants, you think she'll be looking for more free speech and more ideas and, you know, welcoming in the people into the big tent? Or she, do you think she's there to suppress dissenting voices? That's her whole goal. I was glad to see everybody eventually saw through it and kind of exposed this fraud, uh, Francis Haugen. Yeah. And as, um, as Glenn Greenwald pointed out, you know, he spent much of his career uh, with whistleblowers, you know, with Snowden, and uh, that's how he made his name, Glenn Greenwald. That's how he made the, the, the website that he found, that Intercept was, you know, talking to whistleblowers and exposing the deep state. And he's, you know, totally devoted to getting Assange freed, and, and so he supports Snowden, and he said, typical whistleblowers, they lose everything. You know? Yeah. They lose their job. Great they lose, cost. They, they, right. They, sometimes they end up in jail, like, like, like Assange. This isn't a whistleblower. She's probably had dinner last night with Nancy Pelosi or maybe with uh, Mika and Joe, you know, at the Palm. That's not a whistleblower. She's dead. And, and it wasn't even, it wasn't, they weren't even subtle about it. She, she's going to testify now about January 6th. She's a, a wonk from Facebook who's, who's was brought in because allegedly of her expertise about how Facebook uses, you know, algorithms to exploit young children. That was the, that was their way to get in the door. Yeah, yeah, Once she got in the door, she pointed out, we have too much misinformation out there. We have to stop it. We have to flag these accounts that, you know, don't support the regime. That woman is going to testify on January 6th. Why? Why? I, I don't know what I she wasn't know. in the Capitol. I don't know. She's an expert now on insurrections. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to make the case that that Facebook was a, a breeding ground for that, and guess, uh, and yeah. a way for them to communicate and organize in order to. Well, we know Facebook storm was, the Capitol right, and end our democracy and behead the vice president. I guess we're going to continue with this. I was flipping around the channels this morning, you know, and Fox News and all mm -hmm. the you know ESPN. I flipped to uh, to CNN or MSNBC, both of them. Both of them were doing some segment on January. It's all they do is January 6th, insurrection. And when's, COVID. I mean, it's like they're, they're never going to let it go. They're going to have hearings, and, and they will just every day talk about how we almost lost our democracy. And they say it with a straight face, which is kind of comical. All right, we, uh, we got a lot to get to. We've already uh, said that uh, we're going to spare the life of Sean McDonough, even though I'm not a fan. He, you uh, keep saying that. You don't want to talk about it? No, it's, uh, well, uh, sure, I'll talk about I don't mean to it. put you on the spot, but I, I mean, I'm super I was, curious. I was a friend of his for years, but when uh, he uh, got rid of me, you know, he called me that day and said, this is awful. They don't know what they're doing. They said, you got screwed, blah, blah, blah. And then like two days later, I'm uh, listening to the radio and he goes on with the, with Hill and, and Curtis yeah. and says how happy he was with them and how the show's going to be great. And, uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm listening, I'm going... That's the same guy who just called me and said what a mistake it was. So, you know, you learn when the, when you face That's that. That's shitty. When, when you deal with something like that, you learn who, you know, the re, your real friends are. Do you are. feel like he was just and, acting, though, on, on air, just kind of being, I don't know. Yeah, which makes it worse. I, I which guess, makes yeah, it worse. I guess. I mean, all you had to do was just decline. I'm not going to do it. We were good friends, trust me. Uh, and uh, Did you ever talk to him about it afterwards? No, I just said. Uh, you I, just I, cut him off. I went off on Twitter. Yeah, because I, I, I went off on Twitter and what a phony he is. And he called me, but I didn't. I don't want to talk to him. I mean, I, like I said, you learn. You learn. When you got a like quick that, hook, yes. uh, Mr. Callahan. Yeah, quick well, hook. Well, it's one thing, you know, if you say something, whatever. I mean, that's pretty two-faced. Wouldn't you agree? That's oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Sit there and say, oh, it's great to hear you. You know, you guys, you got to be great. And I'm going, wait a second. Two, two days ago, you told me what a mistake it was. 
And now you tell me they're going to be great. Well, I, I guess he was wrong about it, but you know, whatever. He's a, a chameleon and he, and he, and he works. I didn't even know, to be honest with you. I saw a Lou Maloney video like, and he was tweeting during the Red Sox games. Yeah. I thought he did the Red Sox games. I thought he was like the color man. Yeah. But he wasn't. He's not? No, because that's the booth. McDonough with Will Fleming. I assume Joe Castiglione fell asleep. I mean, he's obviously the, the less you hear from him, the better. I'm so far behind. I thought, I thought McDonough was actually on. He's not on. He's not on the TV broadcast? No, he's on radio. That's the Red Sox broadcast from oh, PBI yeah, 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 without yeah, yeah, Lou Maloney, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. weird. That is weird. Lou is very good at it, and he's you know, good, and he's angry and critical. He's a really good color man. McDonough's not. He's just there for, you know, to, to stay in touch with, with Boston. And, and the other guy, he's fine. At least the other guy knows how to, knows who Farid, his name again? Oh, no. <laughs> you're going to make oh, me remember. Oh, well, let me guess. High anxiety? <laughs> That's right. By the way, does, it doesn't even rhyme, does it? No, I guess it was close <laughs> enough. It wasn't that good of a joke. It was close enough. All right, I got a dilemma on what to, what to watch this weekend. I'm going to ask you uh, to, to choose for me to help me out. We got oh, the... Good. The ratings of Saturday Night Live, shocking ratings, the worst ever for their shirt, uh, for their new uh, new season. And um, uh, another, we got another fraud uh, uh, um, mask fanatic who is only doing it for the cameras, which is the case with most of them. And, uh, and finally, finally, someone in the mainstream media has... Uh, Done right by Dr. Fauci. Finally, they're going to give him the reward, give him the, the, the publicity, the coverage, the the admiration, the adoration that he deserves. We'll about tell time. you about that and a whole lot more in today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your par- car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget, get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. And I'm going to ask you this, uh, Carano. Yep. If this, uh, we got a show tomorrow. we got a show on Locals. I'm very excited about. Um, but there's uh, a couple things. And it's got to that time of year where, like in the summer, I don't like the... Uh, Watch TV all weekend. You know, I'll do other things. I'll take walks. Paddle look at the stars. Paddleboard. Yeah, but but I'm going to watch some TV. Now it's football season. you got to watch some football. But I'm looking for something for Friday, Saturday night. And here are my choices. Here okay. are the choices. You tell me what you would do. Maybe you could pick one, too. Sure. Um, the new Dave Chappelle special, which is called Closer. Um, the Many Saints of Newark, the uh, Sopranos movie, which I was really looking forward to. But some people beat me to it, and it's really, um, I'm not that excited about it yep. anymore. Or the new Dr. Fauci documentary. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, a... does this have a name? Is this called just Fauci? I think it's Fauci. That's what the, that's what the video is. It's not called shows, like St. Fauci or anything. I think it's just Fauci. Or, no, it should uh, be St. Fauci. Jesus Fauci, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> right. Nothing like that. The best man that ever but lived, <laughs> Fauci. <laughs> but it's a Disney Plus documentary, and it is the most dishonest pile of crap. I'm just going by the by the trailer, but we can play that. I'll tell you where I'm leaning. I'm leaning it to, to see Chappelle, obviously, because I want to do it. I, I We got a cut from it. It's just great. And The Many Saints, I was planning on watching. The previews were great. The trailer was great. I love The Sopranos. I, I put that as Sopranos in my life would probably be the second best TV show of my life. What's number one? That'd be all in the family, of course. There's nobody in the debate. Uh, yep. But... Um, 
the reviews are so freaking bad. I mean, I got Minahan texted me as soon as he saw it, said it's freaking awful. But he's kind of, he can be tough, tough grader. I started reading reviews. I read uh, John Nolte from Breitbart. Their review movie he destroys it. Just, I mean, not saying it's flawed or this this is meandering or anything like that. Just saying it is the worst piece of crap. I've, I don't remember seeing a movie for which I had high hopes. Just get, get reviews dis destroyed. This, I mean, just not even, there's not even mixed reviews. There's only one person that I've heard that said that it was halfway decent, and that is Blind Mike. He's the only one that said, I didn't mind it. But Kirk made a good point that he can't see. And it, I guess a lot of the, <laughs> well, a lot of the problems are the visual problems. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at the, like, the reviews for the most part, and I hate when they just say this, that it was confusing, or this was pointless, or this, you know, they went off on this tangent and made no sense. I like it to be, you know, I like it to make sense. I don't need, yeah. I don't want, you know, I'm trying to think of a movie like, you know, like Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. Yeah. I don't want, don't try to confuse me. Don't try to, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want, I'm, I know I'm easily confused. I don't want to be confused. Just tell the freaking story. I had my doubts going in because, and it's a weird thing, but Tony Soprano's son or James Gandolfini's son is the lead. And it doesn't work, at least not in the trailer or yeah. previews. I mean, I know... He's legit because he's his son, but it doesn't feel like that's young Tony, does it? I I haven't even seen it. I haven't well, seen you, any you of. I've, you haven't I've, seen the trailer. I haven't even. I don't even. How did you avoid the trailer? Well, I don't. You. I don't have TV. I just have uh, Netflix well, and all well, those uh, on, stuff. So. It's online. I, I, don't, I don't want. I don't even want to. I, so you asked me the question. What would I? I would recommend Chappelle. There's no way. I'm not going to waste my time with Many Saints of Brooklyn. There's no way. I'm not going to waste my time I think with it's that. Newark. No, Newark. Whatever. No, I'm going to be so. Yeah, pissed me either. About it. Me either. Because I don't want to get pissed, and I'll get that's pissed. What, that's what's going to happen. It feels like they had a great opportunity. We're all in on the Sopranos, and you've got all those old clips. Like I can't get enough of Michael. I mean Michael, of uh, Christopher right. Moldesanti. I, I, Michael Imperioli. I can't get enough of him. I'm going to hear great... that voiceover, though, and it's going to make me want to shoot it. I would say he's... I said Val Kilmer's the greatest supporting actor ever in a movie. I would say Michael Imperioli is the greatest supporting actor ever in a TV well, series. Well, you were wrong in that first one because you thought you forgot about Daniel Day-Lewis and Gangs of New York, which is what... Which that, is, I don't like that movie. The movie oh, gives me a, a headache. It gives me a headache. I don't like and the he's, top hats. And he's... Fantastic. I love movie. Tombstone. You, well, Tombstone's you, you great. gotta love the movie. I do love the movie. And uh, uh I mean Pesci and Goodfellas. It takes yeah, that's to another, another level one. as a supporting actor. Right. But uh a supporting actor on a TV series, I would say Michael Imperioli is my favorite. And I loved, you know, He's all great. those all those guys were great in, in supporting roles. Uh I was all in when it was, you know, new every Sunday. I was all in. I loved it. And this is just gonna disappoint me. So you know what? I'm not gonna watch it yet. And I'm certainly I'm just kidding when I say this Fauci thing. Because have you ever seen in your life, and you're younger than I am, you don't watch as much, you don't observe as much of this nonsense as I do. I try to, I try to stay away. Have you ever seen a greater divide between the perception of Fauci on the left and perception of Fauci on the right? Oh. And I understand, I mean, he's, I understand what he's doing. He's, he's sleazy and he's narcissistic, but he's not dumb. He ingratiated himself to the right people, yep. which provides protection. They, we literally learned... That Fauci sent money, our money, funds to the Wuhan lab to help finance the creation of a virus that has killed 3 million, 4 million people or 600-something thousand Americans, 700,000 Americans. It's killed 700,000 Americans. And the guy who sent the money to the lab to finance the creation of this is untouchable. He's on TV. He's, He's on just TV every day. On TV. I mean, he doesn't go on Fox anymore. He used to. 
He's strictly MSNBC, CNN kind of guy, or, you know, goes on left-wing podcasts or whatever, goes on you know, Sanjay Gupta's podcast. I don't know. Just will do anything, everything. He went on Barstool. He went on with, uh, with uh, Big Cat and, and, and Sunglasses Guy. That's, that's how much this guy was everywhere for a while. He still is, as we know. He's, you know, he wakes up in the morning and the makeup artist is there to put the makeup on him. And, but we know. Can you see this? Uh, what is it? Oh, the rating? Yeah. The rating of the movie or the trailer? Is, it, is that the rating? I mean, not movie, the documentary. The movie's out. So uh, so it's 2.0 uh, stars out of 10 Whoa. with uh, 2,300 people have, have rated wow. this thing. So we'll play, the, <laughs> we'll play the trailer, but tell me how bizarre it is. Like, you know he's flip-flopped a million times. You oh, know? God. Wear you your know? mask, don't wear your mask. Over and over. We played those cuts earlier. Do you know yes. he's a polarizing figure, a divisive figure, right? You know there are people who don't like him. You know... And, and to me, the real, you know, the, the, you want to really look at the, the dark side of Tony Fauci. Ask yourself this. Does he ever talk about young people hurting themselves? Does he ever talk about suicide? Does he ever talk about drugs? Does he ever talk about families struggling you know, domestic violence does, with the shutdowns? None of the unintended consequences inside? matter never, to him. Right, never. None. You know, does he talk about the damage he did, he did to the economy? Does he talk about the millions of small businesses that he destroyed? I mean, it's a mixed record by any standard, right? I mean, I realize that he might not be the villain that some on the right make him out to be, but he's certainly no hero. He's certainly no saint. I mean, he is as responsible for the damage, the damage to the economy, the damage to education, young people, as anybody. I mean, we took his word. Two presidents have now listened to his advice and he's been wrong about everything, including now where he wants to mandate the vaccines on six-year-olds. But, I mean, you, you could do a documentary with the mis mixed record, right? You could you have could. both sides. Yep. You could have interviewing over here. You could interview, you know, some, you know, whatever, Mark Levin, talk about how, you know, and over here you could interview whatever, Rachel Maddow, who loves him. Instead, they go all in on the Fauci worship and totally ignore whatever negative consequences have, have come from so his actions. But it's so hard to be Fauci. He cares so much. He's a public servant and, and, tears. And by the way, he cooperates with this documentary just like he cooperates with every magazine, Vanity Fair and the New York Times and New Yorker and all the magazines and newspapers that want to do these glowing hagiographies. He's always available to them. Hell, he's available to anybody. He's got his little makeup kit ready to go and his, his TV outfits and he's ready to go on TV at any time. When does he ever, you know, doctor? When does he ever scientist? When oh, those does he days ever, are over. When does when does he ever? I mean, he's leading he's this massive political bureaucracy. operative at this point. They just tell him what they want him to say. Does he ever work? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, let's let, let, maybe 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 the trailer will suck me in. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, when you're watching, looking for a movie on uh, Netflix or on demand, and you play the trailer, yeah, and it looks awesome. Get you. Yeah, and you watch, and you go. Every eh. Bruce Willis movie, it's movie now is like that, where it's like, oh, this I did that the other the other know. night with the uh, Tom Hanks movie News of the World. I, yeah, and the I got sucked in by the trailer. How which was it? Is, it's a big budget movie, so yeah. it's it's okay. It's I didn't hate it. I've you know some people hate it. It's kind of stupid. It's just like they incur one disaster after another, one, you know, attack after another, dust storms and Indians. Yeah, and that. Yeah. I mean, they just have to make it through, and I don't know. You haven't seen it. I don't want to give it away, but guess. Do you think Tom Hanks and the little girl live at the end? Oh, they live. How did you know? Oh, I know. I Damn, know. That never smart. happens. That never happens. I was shocked. I kept waiting for the Indians or the, <laughs> you know, the bad guys, the criminals, the 
to behead them. To win? Yeah, they never did. No. They lived. I'm so, oh, I gave it away. Tom Hanks <laughs> lives in News of the World. But See it was, that movie. It was okay. I would. It's, I guarantee it's better than you know this documentary. Do you have the name again? Fauci? It's called Fauci, yeah. Fauci. I listen. And it is live. It's on, uh, I just checked. It's on Disney Plus right now. Uh, maybe this will suck me in. Okay, it, but this is two minutes long, so just stop it sometime. Okay, okay we'll go. We'll, go right. we'll do a minute. Okay, here we are. God help us. In a world. When I think about my dad growing up, I certainly think about that seriousness and wanting to do the right thing. At There's the same time, very few people get to see. With a daughter. He's funny, weird, and really playful. You can't take everything seriously because then you'll start thinking that you're something that you're not. <laughs> I love clinical the music. Medicine. The idea of discovery and having an impact on people, that's what really captured me. I grew up in a somewhat tough neighborhood in Brooklyn. <laughs> the culture is that you didn't get intimidated by a lot of things. When someone attacks, I don't immediately fight back. It's nothing personal, it's strictly business. In 1981, HIV-AIDS was evolving rapidly and frighteningly. There was anger at the response. We accused Tony of causing those deaths. Finally, I put myself into their shoes. That's when I started to really reach out. It was pretty much the first and only time I think anybody in government came to us. That changed everything. When you got it's, sick, it's you were gone fast. It was so frustrating when you're used to fixing things and you're just not really fixing the anything. Tears. There it it's is. Affecting you now. Yeah. Why? Um. Because I killed people. Oh, good. Post-traumatic stress. I'm sorry. It's so oh, bad. oh, wait. There it's he, so bad. He has post-traumatic so, stress. It's so bad. That is that the, the classic narcissist. We're talking about HIV, which killed I don't know how many, many, and then we're talking about uh, COVID, which killed you know 700,000 and counting. And he says he has post-traumatic stress. You know what he's gonna? You know what's gonna happen on Christmas Eve when I am by myself? Because Fauci said, you know, we Don't might not be able to gather. I'm gonna be by myself, watch TV, have my Thanksgiving turkey. On Christmas Eve, he turns 81. 81. If you cared so much about your children and grandchildren, I don't know, wouldn't you spend some time with them instead of spending all your weekends, you know, with uh, Chuck Todd and Jake Tapper? I mean, what a fraud. And uh, honest to God, there are people, there's Disney, Disney, this is a Disney production. How many people think worked on it? Hundreds and hundreds. Did anyone sit there and say, you know, this is a, this guy's a fraud. This guy is just an egomaniac crying on cue. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to skip that, Carano. I'm not watching that thing. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, 
Your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. We've already dismissed. So I guess maybe, maybe. It's only Chappelle. That's the option. Maybe it's Chappelle. Um, his special, his last two specials were great. And let me say this. Chappelle is not the funniest guy. He never was. And sometimes I don't even know if I classify him as, you know, a, a stand-up comic. He's more of a, a pundit, a more a polemicist. Yeah. I mean, an observer of the scene and of the culture, which is what I like. I mean, I like that better than, you know, like Seinfeld coming out and, and telling one line. Or Bill Cosby, who's, who's, let's face it, a giant in the industry, coming out and telling dumb, harmless one-liners. I'd much rather have a guy like this who you know is going to step in it, who you know is going to uh, upset some people. But there's a trailer. Is it a trailer that, that includes this uh, thing on Baby? See, you, I count on you because you're younger and hipper than I am to That's tell true. me all about these uh, young musicians. Baby, And you don't know anything about Baby. No, I've never heard about I'm a huge fan of Baby. Are you? But apparently Baby is a fairly big name. In fact, let me uh, Google. I want to know uh, his hits and songs and success. And yeah, Why don't you tell me a little bit more about Baby? How old is Baby? Baby was uh, born in December 1991, so that makes Baby 30 years old now. Is he? Uh, is that his Christian name, Baby? It's uh, Jonathan Lindale Kirk, that's a strange name. A K-R-K is his last name. And he changed it to Da Baby. Da Baby, yes. Uh, da Baby is a controversial rapper. I'm not sure how good he is. Or well, he peaked at his, his debut album in 2019, peaked at number seven on the Hot 200. Wow. That's the album chart. That's what album says. You do know your stuff. <laughs> yes. So Da Baby is kind of controversial because, well, mainly because he mocked Gay people. He mocked the AIDS. I think it's some. I, I read the joke. I didn't even get it or whatever. It's a joke. Something he said about HIV. But he's kind of has a reputation as a homophobe. Would that be accurate? That's what I've heard. Which a number of rappers have, have gone there, been accused of that. And uh, I did not know. I mean, I'm sure I've heard him, you know, talk about gay or saying about gay things and, and, and getting some hot water. I didn't realize until I heard from Chappelle that the baby. Killed a guy in Walmart. Well, if you look at how it's presented, listen to how it's presented on Wikipedia. Kirk was involved in an incident in Huntersville, North Carolina, where a 19-year-old man, an involved where a 19-year-old man was shot in the abdomen and died soon after. Well, how was he involved? They don't even go on to that. He confirmed his involvement in the shooting. What, did he shoot him then? And said he acted in self-defense. Oh, so he did shoot him. The most serious charges were dropped in March, and he pleaded guilty to carrying a concealed weapon. So he, so he killed a guy. shoots and kills a guy in Walmart and yep. pleads guilty to carrying a concealed weapon? That's right. I, I mean, I know uh, I know he's not a, a white supremacist, but shouldn't you get in more trouble than that for uh, shooting a guy in Walmart? I think if you shoot and kill someone, probably. Unless Just, it was unless self-defense. Unless it's Chicago, I mean, I, where they don't charge anyone with murder well, anymore. Even, but They don't even, like... Find but this is right up Chappelle's alley, and he—I uh, think he makes it a point, goes out of his way to you know offend all the right people, which is what I like about him. So I think I'm all in on Chappelle. But let, let's let's get a little uh, snippet of his latest stand-up on Netflix called The Closer, where he talks about the baby. LGBTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a <laughs> and killed him. In Walmart, 
Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and kill a but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. So I'm in. Uh, he hooked me in with that. And I like the idea. I know what Chappelle, uh, how, when he goes into a, a special or performance, you know his goal is to, you know, trigger some people, usually yep. the right people. And you can't, you know, you can't put him in a box. You know, you can't say, oh, he's a whatever, a liberal, a conservative, he's a whatever, racist, homophobe. I mean, he's an equal opportunity offender yep. who goes out of his way to, by the way, casually use the N-word because you're not supposed to do that anymore. And he's going to do that because he's, you know what, he's too big to cancel. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I, I like about him. These things would get a lesser man, a lesser comedian canceled, right? Yeah, it would. Which is what's good about him. He goes out of his way to do them. Things that would get you canceled, which means he's a one-man you know, protest of cancel culture. No one should be off-limits in comedy. That's what makes it funny. And the fact that now we have this very narrow idea of who we can make fun of means comedy's mostly dead, but Chappelle's right. the, kind of the one, one person doing it. Well, I think it applies to uh, the news, as we said earlier. Yeah. The, the, the news was supposed to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflict. They do the opposite now. They, they do not try to lampoon the the. The powers, the powerful, the powers that be, the, the the big, the deep state, the regime, those are off limits. You know, you can make fun of whatever, uh, rednecks or something. You can make fun of, you know, dumb, you know, white people down south or something, but you can't make fun of the president or the president's crackhead son. Yeah. You know, that's off limits. Chappelle knows what's off limits and he goes there anyway, which is why I appreciate him, even if it's knocked down, even if it's not fall down funny. I appreciate when he goes to those dangerous places. By contrast, Andover's own Jay Leno, who is, you know, comfortably retired. I guess he does that show about cars that I've never seen. I flipped I by it the other either. day, uh, which is fine. He's got like a million, you know, cars. He's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. He had a good run, and he's probably enjoying the demise of his successors, you know, the Colbert's and Kimmel's who are just failing miserably, getting their asses kicked by Greg Gutfeld. So Jay Leno, he's 71 now. This is really disappointing. I don't hate him. I mean, he's from Andover. He's he, fine. Right, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he's fine. He's fine. He did his job, made a lot of money. God bless him. Seems like an okay guy, whatever. He did the exact opposite of Chappelle. He came out and essentially, in a roundabout way, endorses cancel culture. Jay Leno on a podcast called People Every Day. Have you ever heard of that one? I have not. People Every Day podcast. Um, and he's asked about cancel culture and how hard it is to do comedy. I always talk about a friend of mine who does comedy. And it, it depends what club he's in. If he's in a club and he feels like he's among friends, he does the old stuff. You know, mm. where you use, use some forbidden words and you attack some protected people. Yeah. But then if he goes on the road and it's not among friends and he thinks that someone here might might know, be a little more hostile. You know, run to TMZ. He changes and he leaves those words out of his act. And it's too bad because those words or those riffs he goes on or those people he attacks, that's good comedy. But he has to be careful because he's not Dave Chappelle. 
and he will lose any opportunities he has if he gets caught you know, using certain words that, again, Chappelle uses, but he's too big. Well, and Ch- he's not hes not beholden to anybody. That's the good thing. Like, when he got out of his Comedy Central right. contract, I think— $50 million. Yeah, well, well, now, yes, but I'm sure in his contract with Netflix is they cannot touch his stuff. I'm right. sure that's written in there. I right. mean, he could just bail and leave, and I don't doesn't, doesn't seem to bother him that much. He's I know. And, not beholden to anybody. And, and I appreciate that. I'll watch, and some of it will piss me off. I'm sure he'll go after whatever Trump people or whatever. But, again, equal opportunity uh, offender— Jay Leno, on the other hand, Jay Leno's retired. Jay Leno is a former stand-up, a, allegedly a, a, a good stand-up comedian who would, like we've said, poke fun at you know the president, even if he's a Democrat. He's not a total hack like Colbert and Kimmel and Seth Meyers. Anyway, he says, uh, ask about comedy. He says, I think it's like any other thing. You either change or die. And you're like, wait a second. I mean, change? yeah, but you don't lose your he risk. Says, if you lose risk, there's no, there's no he reason compares, to, to it. He compares the metamorphosis of comedy to the changing of, of football, the NFL. He says, in football, you have certain rules. When they change the rules, if you don't conform to them, you're out of the game. He says, now everyone has a voice. You have to change the material to the times you live in, says Leno. My yeah. attitude is, look, these are the new rules. You want to adapt? If you don't, don't get up and tell jokes then. What? Uh... Jay Leno in his past told many jokes. He, in fact, he's apologized for making fun of Asians because it used to be allowed. You know, you, you were allowed to make some ethnic jokes and you're not anymore. So those things have haunted him to an extent. He's not been totally canceled. Again, he still does some cable show about yeah. cars and he still gets to, you know, keep all his mansions and all his money. But... Jay Leno's answer to cancel culture is just give in, just get, just, just surrender, right over. just, just, you know, there are new rules. You're not allowed to, to make fun of a Muslim guy's name. So you don't do it. You want to make fun of a, whatever, a, an Irish guy's name or so go ahead. So those are the rules. By the way, when you say the rules change, they're going to keep changing, Jay, they're going to keep changing. So you're telling me in three, four years as the cancel culture grows even stronger and, and more ominous, that the answer to the, for the comedians, including, I assume, he would include, you know, Chappelle or, or Bill Burr, the, the Giants. They're supposed to adapt to the new rules? Are you kidding? You listen to yourself, Jay I Leno. can't wait till Italians are uh, are protected. I'm going to really milk that when that happens. But yeah, I know. That's, well, you know, Jay Leno will say, hey, you can't make fun of me anymore. Yin, yin. Do, do you do a Jay Leno <laughs> no, I can't imitation? Do it. I'm not an imitator. Oh, yes, you can. No, what do you mean? I yes, pay, I can. I, you do you it. got a good voice. I can't do imitations. I don't do imitations. Yeah, you don't Except, even do me? Well, every, every once in a while, yeah, but yeah. it's out of love I do you. Yeah, I see. I see. But uh, so I'm uh, I'm watching Chappelle this weekend. It's called The Closer. It looks good. I'm sure it's uh, good and edgy and offensive and it'll uh, piss off. It'll piss off everybody at some point. He's the only comic that I, I am like, I, I anticipate and want to see his stuff. Like I'm I, legitimately I wish, happy to see his stuff. I wish there were more people like him, but again- He's so big. And Bill Burr offends people, too. Uh, yeah, he's pretty he's, good. He's good. Yeah. And I like, uh, I'll tell you what was good. It surprised me. Is in his last next his last Netflix flick special uh, was Joe Rogan. I, I, I've i never I seen his stand-up. Yeah. But he was good. I was surprised. And obviously, he's topical. And he went he went there. He said some offensive things. You know who was terrible? Who was terrible? Was, was Pete Davidson. Pete oh, Davidson yeah, I can't imagine was, he would be good. It's, it, it, like, mails in this stand-up special. It was, like, 45 minutes long. It was lame. He does not interest me at all. I mean, he's better, I, I guess, when he plays characters on SNL. 
But I never saw that movie, the whatever. The King of Long Island, King is that what it was? Or? King of uh, Staten Island. King of Staten Island. Yeah, same thing, <laughs> whatever. I haven't seen that either. I have no messing interest. messing up all the names. But I do, I will see Chappelle, and I'll give you a complete review. How's that? What if I give you a review? Okay, we'll you review wanna, it together. You want to see it at the same time, and hopefully we'll disagree. <laughs> see, I don't think there's any chance, zero chance that I will like the many saints of Newark. I don't think there's no, any chance. I don't chance. think there's any chance I'd like The people either. I trust, people I like. Reviewers, like I said, and, and, and Minahan and a few other people that I follow, all hated it. I mean, all hated it. It's not like The Irishman, which sucked, by the way. Oh, no, I thought uh, it was The Irishman good. absolutely oh, pretty sucked. pretty good. It's, it, it was dog shit on the bottom of your shoe. It was such crap. And it was so disappointing because they had all the, you know, obviously they had. Everybody was there, the, right? You know, had all yeah, the guys. Pesci did a great job. I thought it was good. It was terrible. Anyway, um, so there you go. There was some mixed reviews with yep. The Irishman. I had to see for myself. You know just how bad it was, and it was bad. I had to watch it like six times. I mean, so the kicking was, scene was bad, but I, uh, besides that, but uh, it's it just too damn long. It was just it too long. long and meandering and slow and tedious. And I hate when people do that and label it as art. Look how long and slow it is. Isn't it artsy? And by the way, News of the World with Tom Hanks does yep. a lot of that. They drag out too these long. scenes, okay, and, and it's supposed to be artsy and these looks, yep, and these pauses. And, and it's like, okay, in the editing room, tighten this up. And they just don't because it doesn't feel artsy. You, yep. know, you want it to be long and boring. Anyway, I've never seen worse reviews of a movie that I thought I would like. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try. Not Good. Even gonna no, try. I don't, don't want to watch it. I'm and, watching. And, or, I'm not even going to try on the Fauci thing. I don't think they're going to win me over. I think I might cancel my, uh, my, my Disney Plus subscription because of it, actually. They don't have really, there's not much on there for me anyway. I like The Mandalorian. That was that was I, fun to see, but I, I, I there's like, not much there. I, for me. I would never watch that because I'm a Gina Carano fan, and they booted her up. Yeah, my nothing. cousin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, cousin. I'm on her side of that too. Yes, and she did nothing, just like she Sean McDonough did no. nothing, just like. But she Mil hasn't Milbert been doing much. Nothing. She hasn't been doing much since. She did a movie for uh, Daily Wire, correct? She works for them. She works in what capacity? I mean, she made a movie deal of, to be in. I don't right, know if that's she's going to yeah. write or direct, but she's going to be we'll in. See. Daily Wire's making movies now, and uh, until, you know, Facebook, until the government creates that agency, and totally, I'm telling you, that's number one on their list. Go after Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro. Yeah. That's the goal of the new federal agency that we're going to correct, correct, that we're going to create. They're going to go after Daily Wire and Daily Caller and Bongino. They got the, 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 the News death Max. list. Yeah. No, Newsmax. They got the list, and they're going to come after him. That was the whole point of the fake whistleblower. If you haven't seen it, we went over it yesterday. All right, congratulations to uh, WEI. They re-up with the Red Sox for like six more years. How much? They lose millions and millions, like 12 million a year. They lose millions and millions, but this is only for one reason. So the owner of the company can sit in that luxury box with John Henry and still and, and follow him around like a puppy. It is one of the worst business decisions ever when they signed him the first you know, six times. It is a fact. They're losing a fortune, and they re-upped to do more of it. The ratings are terrible. The product is, you know, old and, and, and outdated. They don't care. And the facilities are in. so creepy. Can you imagine wanting to hang out with them? Like, old man, old man John? <laughs> I I, there's know. no way. Who mumbles and, hey. hey, hey. I remember him, like, busting in on the radio one time. Well, did he come on EEI to defend himself uh, uh, we like had six him or on, seven years we ago had him or on something? The day, then he went across the street because it's the kind of guy he is. EEI's paying him a fortune, 10, 12 million a year. He goes on EEI, does an interview, and then he hears somebody on the other station make fun of him, and he goes right over and storms in their station, in their studio, and gives them an interview, which they milked and marketed as they should. 
but he doesn't care. I mean, he, he thinks he's a king and we're his servants. He treats the people at the radio station like dirt. Treats, I mean, hell, he tried to put the radio station out of business, the one that was giving him $12 million a year. How'd you get me off on this? I was all done. I was wrapping up. Now you get me off on this, this, this ridiculous. I like to hear it. And, and uh, congratulations to um, uh, the, the SNL. They had the worst opening rating in 47 years. 47 years. You thought I was the only one. Well, the was, pushback, though, is that it still beats everything else. It's still it got like four point something million. Yeah. That was half the size of the audience I know, last year. It's not, it's in not good. In one year, they lost half their audience. And by the way, a lot of the Red Sox fans and media people, Lou Maloney, were celebrating their rating, the New York Yankees game. They got seven million people. It was the highest right. rank, highest rating for whatever one, one car wild guard in years. That was less than the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> in week four. Bengals, Jaguars got 8 million. Red Sox, Yankees got 7 million. It is this place. Every city is a football city now. It is. Baseball is a distant, I don't even know if it's a second, but uh, um, uh, good for them. SNL's putting up big numbers, big numbers, 4 million. That's like an average night for Tucker Carlson. You know, or the five. It's nothing, but the, but it's like that across the board, though. To be fair, that's they're still out. They're still getting more more viewers than anybody else. Yeah, but they used to get. Used I know. To, I agree. Used I to agree, be an appointment. I agree. Used to be something you had to see. But in anyway, the nineties. Right. Right. Well, that's what I, yeah. I go back to. You know, Chris Farley. Of course, I had to see him. I had it was to, awesome. Know, Adam Sandler. Or, Whatever, John Belushi. You go back in those days, but anyway, we got to wrap this up. Carano, okay. are you gonna are you gonna watch uh, Chappelle for me? I mean, with we're me? gonna watch it together. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll watch. It. Why don't we do that now? We'll get on the phone, and I'm gonna stay in my house, but uh, we'll just get on the phone and talk about it all the way through. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll do that. We'll text back and forth. That would be well, nice this too. is my favorite joke. Can you believe he said that? Such a uh, fanboy. I, I know. Huh? All right, we will leave it there. Thank you to everyone for uh, watching. On where are we today? Okay, we are on. <laughs> Wow, we're on YouTube and Facebook today. Crazy. Wow. Uh, but this is the last time, remember? The last remember. time. Monday, we're going to be on Locals free, Monday through Thursday. So just come there, grab the app, whatever. It's a good experience to, to see it there. And they're not going to kick us off. It's only a matter of time. If we keep broadcasting we, we, like this, we already we'll get have two off strikes of, of, uh, of YouTube. So. We have two strikes already from YouTube. And you think three strikes, you get a long suspension or you get... Oh, no, no, you're, you're done. You're done. You're, yeah, they'll, they'll so take the... We the are, uh, we're going to beat them. To, this is a preemptive strike. We'll go yeah. on the locals. You can see us on locals and you can sign up to be part of our community. You can be, if you don't want to spend the money, you get some of the content. If you want to go all in for six all bucks in. a month... You get our Friday show and a number of other uh, little perks, yeah, which fun we're stuff. Working on, we're working but, on. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for our subscribers only. Yes, so we will be on locals tomorrow. Uh, Trish is asking what time on locals. Same time, we'll try to do eight a.m. Uh, Monday through Thursday on locals as well. And tomorrow will be nine thirty or ten. We're not community, but we'll give you updates. You're updating everybody, correct? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm the I I'm mean, posting on there all the time. You're posting all the time. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I look at all your posts. Thank you very much. You're good. Do you I ever think that's like what them? You... Do you ever thumbs up? Yes, I have. All yes, right, thank I you. have. I'll do it more often. I always do it on Twitter. I retweet, and I think you do a terrific job. Thank I mean, you, if you, I wish you were good at, as good as, as as you are at that. At everything. You know? You're a bastard because I'm awesome at all this stuff, and you goddamn well know it. Uh, all right, that'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning on Locals for subscribers only. So sign up. <laughs>